0: Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
1: El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
2: Tua atrás. Quién es el 31 otra vez? El cuarto touchdown del juego para Raheem Mustard. Que juego inolvidable para Raheem Mustard. Y Miami está aplastando a Denver.
3: Denver. Wow, that is something. And somebody is wearing shades in the studio with good reason. You I'm sorry. Are, are you, so... yeah. are you to me? <laughs> Look um, at you.
1: All Dolphins fans will be accepting messages at the time. We can't come to the phone.
3: <laughs> you are living your best can't life. We are no. always living our best life here on the L. Pu- I was gonna say L. Puddle. No. <laughs> El Huddle Podcast. Yeah. Maybe under the lights. I was sweating a lot. Yeah. Uh, my name is Will Sava, alongside my hermana, my prima, my prima hermana, MJ Acosta Ruiz. Man, oh, man. And you heard that call there. Here on the El Huddle Podcast, we celebrate the Latino culture, as well as the NFL and beyond and wow, this was something to see the 70 points put on the board. And the Dolphins were actually threatening yeah. to break the scoring record. And it was interesting because we actually had Raheem Mostert on Good Morning Football. And he said he that said he was that. on the sideline. yeah. And he said that he had spoken to Mike McDaniel. And he said to Mike McDaniel, hey, what do you think? Scoring record. Did and McDaniel had said, no, bad karma. I don't want to do that. Interesting. And Mostert said, okay, this is a lot about the kind of guy that McDaniel is. Now, of course, there have been people the There have been people who have looked at the score and said they were running it up. But all I will say to that, all
1: <laughs> I will say to that. that the point of the game?
3: <laughs> no, but all I'll say to that is that the Dolphins were also doing this with their third and fourth string running backs. They were running the uh, ball. Denver wasn't able to stop them.
1: No, at all.
3: And so – if, if you're Denver, it's more of on you that you couldn't stop them.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you can't forget about the full circle moment, right? With Coach McDaniel, mm-hmm. his very first gig in the NFL what was that like right. a ball boy for the Denver Broncos and to now put 70 mm-hmm. on him in their home. Open. I mean, it is just so sweet, so beautiful. You know what I was thinking about, though? they were talking during the game about how hot it is on that sideline. And it is not by coincidence that the visitors sure in not, there's a distinct advantage there, but every Dolphins fan knows our favorite song. That's been around since the beginning of time. Miami Miami has the the greatest (laughs) football team. So that plays every time there's a touchdown. And I, I, I'm thinking of my fellow Miami Dolphins cheerleader sisters it is a rigorous dance it's a lot of dancing do. and they had to do it
3: yes over and over
1: over and oh best workout i'm thinking of you girls i hope that they also got the ice baths and the compression uh, sleeves and all of that <laughs> stuff all very very worth it i told you well i was deathly ill this weekend. Yeah, sorry. Thrill, i sorry. Glad you're feeling say. better. But that would get, definitely gave me a boost. That
3: must have been an <laughs> out puddle Sunday. right there. I yes, was sweating. Yes. I mean,
1: w- whatever I had, I sweated it out during that Sunday game. Wow. And, I mean, at one point, and, you know, we have multiple screens, I'm sure you do at your yeah, house. Yeah. Um, Red Zone wasn't even showing the Dolphins. They're like, yeah, I think you guys know what the what the result is here. I think we're good. Witching hour or no witching hour. It <laughs> wasn't going to yeah. change the outcome of that game. Uh, but we're hearing now that, Tua is in the early onslaughts of MVP conversation. Hey, he deserves
3: it, though. Yeah. Absolutely deserves it. And again, it's early on, but clearly he has put in the work. Mostert had also said the jujitsu stuff is worked out. Clearly, Because there have been a couple of instances where Mm. actually those moves – have yeah. helped him avoid a potential 100%. serious injury. 100%. And we've said it over and over, and it's all dependent on his health. And here's what's interesting. Through these three games, through the three games last season, his numbers are exactly the identical. Same. How? How? The same.
1: I can't. This is insane. And
3: they come at you at waves and the ball placement mm-hmm. is top notch, making all the reads. And they do all this without Jalen Waddle on top of it. Exactly. So for the Dolphins, they deserve to be atop those those rankings, right? Yeah. I mean, they have earned it. They're up there. That's a, that's now, a
1: direct call to our friend Dan Hansis before yeah. he drops er, the ranking
3: at home. Yeah, <laughs> like 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 those guys yeah. pay attention. And now, looking ahead, you're going to have the Dolphins and the Bills, and the Bills oh, are good. playing yeah. really tough nose defense. Now that Sean McDermott yeah. is making the calls there. And they look good good against the Commanders and Ron Rivera's guys. Sorry, Coach Rivera. But they look so good. Terrell Bernard there with Milano. Yeah. They look like they'll be ready to face them. And this is going to be a huge matchup for both teams to see where Miami and Buffalo is at because that first week was an outlier for for Buffalo.
1: And let's be clear, within the division, within the AFC East, those are the two teams that everybody's watching abundantly clear and Mm -hmm. their offense is clicking as well. Gabe Davis have him on my fantasy team. He's been giving me 20 some points every week. Yeah. Stefan Diggs can never be overlooked. He's Mm -hmm. doing great as well, but I I will say this. I want to go back to to Tua for a second because I, I posted on my Instagram just over the years. I've been able to interview him and just talk to him, spend some time with him. And I'm just so proud of him not just as a player but as a man what he went through last season is unimaginable I think for anybody
3: yeah, scary very scary
1: for us to watch let alone for him to live through to heal from and to get back so it speaks to not just the person that he is it speaks to the athlete and the competitor Mm -hmm. that he is I remember he told me during the Super Bowl week when I talked to him in Arizona last year and he said to me I love this game way too much And I've dedicated my life to it, not just to the game, but the promise that I gave to this team and to these fans that I'm not going to quit. I will not quit. Mm -hmm. And you always hear the phrase adversity builds character. I mean, Tua has character in spades. So I'm very proud, and I'm so happy beyond just being a Dolphins fan. I'm a fan of Tua's, yeah. and I think that he has earned that respect from everybody across the league. I don't care if it's only week three. It's a testament to who he is and to how he plays and to why the Dolphins went after him and got him in a first round.
3: 100% That's agreed. Well said, yeah. and Tyreek Hill had said it when he first went to Miami. Hey, Tua's legit. Tua can throw the ball because mm-hmm. there was questions about whether Tua could throw it deep, sure. whether he has the and arm strength, the hip, strength, the hip yes. all yep. of that. Mm-hmm. And here he is now. He's in this system. And keep in mind, second year in this offensive Correct. scheme. So yeah. now the comfortability is way off the charts. More weapons. He's got a great rookie running back now. I the mean, the guys game were is going. Yeah, yes. it is. It is. It is entertaining to see. So early on, they deserve all the accolades. And let's not forget, they're the Chiefs, who are still the Chiefs in Mm -hmm. lurking. And they put up a lot of points. Those two
1: teams play in Germany in November. That's right. That's right.
3: So that could be a game where we see a ton of fireworks. Mm -hmm. And obviously, there was a lot of fireworks within the stadium at Arrowhead to see the one and only Tay-Tay.
1: Taylor Swift. In the
3: suite, watching Travis Kelsey, what was your thought process
1: Uh, when you saw this? I'm going to keep it real with you. I think this is the greatest marketing campaign since the Barbie movie.
3: For who? For both? Uh,
1: For Travis. Taylor doesn't need any any kind of marketing. His followers went up. Of course they did, by like (laughs) 300,000. His jersey sales. I look. I love this for him. Don't get me wrong. I'm here for every tidbit, and I always love a crossover between sports and pop culture mm-hmm. because I think they are they go hand in they hand. go hand in hand sure. at all times. But the way that even folks, I mean, I saw somebody's like sixty year old dad, which by the way, they were coming out heavy during the Eras tour. I love the girl dad scene <laughs> with all the dads learning yes. the Swifty songs to take their daughters to the concert. so this was like the perfect sort of embodiment of all of that. but to see the effect she had, even who folks who maybe never even heard one of her songs, you still know mm-hmm. who she is. Mm-hmm. So good for you Taylor coming in there taking over a whole ass NFL game unbelievable yeah well, these... I love it. I don't care if it's not a real romance. I don't yeah. know if it is or if it isn't that's their business. That okay?
3: remains to be seen They're
1: grown folks. Let did, them live.
3: Did you see that video, though, where there were a ton of Kansas City Chiefs fans waiting outside the suite to see her leave? And then people saw this big old popcorn machine the size of a person.
1: Well, that's and how she was. That's how she her got. Court. Yes. Yeah.
3: And so it, it's, it's funny. And people want to hate on Taylor Swift. And here's the thing. Whether you like her music or not this was the way that I felt about Oprah. Oprah, I respect her to no end, a legend in what she's done in media, but I wasn't her audience. But that doesn't mean I hate her. She just is not somebody You're not the target demo. I'm not the target demo, but that doesn't mean that I can't respect what she's done in his career. So even if you don't like Taylor Swift's music, her popularity is undeniable. 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 And I've got Swifties in my house and <laughs> no. I do think the music is is great. If I didn't have Swifties, would I listen to it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But my point is like I love that intersection, as you mentioned, of pop culture and, and, and football.
1: I do think that the breakup album is going to be fantastic. All right, moving on. <laughs> um, look, I wish yes, Noel well. I hope that it is a beautiful, if nothing else, friendship. Also, we're glazing over the dusty relationship between Mama Kelsey yeah. and Taylor Swift. That's what I was watching because they looked adorable. Yeah, they looked adorable. Like Cheeking up tight. in the suite and cheering on. Travis, if nothing else, that's the relationship where I want to see bud and grow and friendship bracelets. And that's what they did at the concert and the whole nine. Very adorable. Very, very cute. Yeah, I love this for us, you guys.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the, the popcorn video. Look at it. Oh, my God. It, it, if you're able to watch this, you see it. It is funny because there are fans out with those cell phones at the ready.
1: How did that guy get getting a getting a glimpse?
3: Who knows? But to... <laughs> and then you have like the big old,
1: oh my God. The big
3: old bag of popcorn.
1: You know what it was? She probably wasn't in there. They just used that as a decoy. Like thing,
3: probably, was... <laughs> probably. But there was there was video of uh, Travis and Taylor coming out and walking did you have this chair. on your
1: bingo card to start
3: i game? i did not i did not and, and all the while on the opposite side the bears and that offense oh my God. is a mess <laughs> it is not People fun to watch dj yeah. moore their new acquisition he's just not getting involved justin fields is getting dropped like crazy in all these yeah. fantasy football leagues um, it's not good. They had equipment stolen. So mm, 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 mm. it looks like it could potentially be a long year uh, for the Bears. But for us here on the Al Huddle podcast, we have a special guest. <gasps> it is is forty ah! linebacker.
1: Finally,
0: it's
3: warner after all this time we've been wanting to have him on we had his beautiful wife sydney on the El huddle podcast we talked to him we talked to him about brock purdy his welcome to the nfl moment and really leaning into his culture la cultura and Mm -hmm. what that means to him that's coming up on the El huddle podcast
0: you go into your shower feeling tired Al lado supuestos en la formación Kiro y Justish aparte un par de receptores otra
4: carga de parte de los Giants. Bird tira largo. Samuel touchdown San Francisco. El pase al hombro de atrás. Samuel ajusta perfecto y esto es el último clavo en la tabla de los Giants.
3: It always sounds way better in Spanish. Clearly, that was from the big win of the 49ers over the Giants, and we talk about. Our perro machos, mm-hmm. and our next guest epitomizes Period. what it means to be a perro macho. He's young, he's talented, he's hungry, a perennial all-pro. Let's give a warm welcome to the El Huddle Familia, <laughs> Federico, Coco, 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 Warner. Let's go. What's up, baby? Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I mean, what an intro. I don't know how I even come back from that. He's
1: been, he's been practicing. He was ready. Actually, that hey, was all off the cuff. I love that. Fred. Hey,
2: well, it's great having you on the podcast, Fred.
3: Take care. Uh, no. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Yeah. you. Yeah, see you later.
1: Fred, I feel like this has been such a long time coming, right? Like we've we've been wanting to get you on the pod, but we wanted to make sure we let you guys get off to the start that we knew that this 49ers team was going to have and then to open the, seat, the home opener for the Niners in prime time unbelievable game did not disappoint. So you guys had a couple of extra days, which to us sounds like a long time, but we know in, in football life, it's not that long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right now, what is that locker room feeling?
2: Man, we're just feeling really, uh, really confident. Obviously, I think to start 3-0 and and having two away games to start the season, uh, you know, we talked about it all offseason, wanting to come out to a fast start. And uh, that's exactly what we've done. And, you know, are we content with where we're at? No, absolutely not. You know, we got a long ways to go from the team that we want to be, you know, for the end of the season. And it's just about having a growth mindset of continuing to want to get better each and every week, trying to find those little things that we can get better at.
3: Do you feel like there is a Super Bowl window that you have to try to reach your goal in? Or is that something that you guys put in the back burner and just concentrate on the present?
2: Yeah, I think uh, probably the latter, you know, just concentrating on the present, uh, being exactly where your feet are. I feel like our Super Bowl window is every single year. You know, uh, I think ever since I got here, that was always the expectation. You know, we, we you talk about the quest for six, right, and the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the history of winning Super Bowls here with the 49ers. So... That's always been the been the expectation. Uh, you know, we were close uh, a couple of times, but close doesn't get you that trophy. So we got to make sure we get all the way there, and uh, not only just getting there, but wanting to win it.
1: Oh, of course. I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember just being there, being so close with you guys back in 2019, heading into uh, that 2020 year. I know right now you're focused on the present, Fred, but we want to take it back with you just a little bit because we just watched your NFL Hometown Heroes vignette as part of the Por la Cultura um, campaign here for his Latino and Hispanic Heritage Month with the NFL. And it was just so great to to see another layer, right, to see that little slice that you led us into um, with your family, your Mexican and Panamanian background. Um, so beautifully infused there. We saw it also in the beautiful piece that the 49ers put together, which we ran a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Um, Serena, who who works uh, on the field, literally on the ground for the 49ers, another Latina <laughs> killing it. Um, but it, it's just so beautiful to see where it started, where it came from for you. How important was that upbringing for you to have strong women, strong mm-hmm. Latinas backing you up?
2: Yeah, it was uh, it was crucial, and it was almost everything. I think I talk about my, the strength of my mother, and the thing that was that was cool that they were able to shoot in that video was my grandmother as well. Mm-hmm. She lived right next door to me to, to me, my mom, and my siblings uh, all growing up, <clears throat> and she was the one in charge of uh, of doing the the breakfast every morning, the eggs and tortilla, the, the <laughs> dinners, because uh, my mom was always off at work, you know. So uh, she held it down for us, and man, they they molded me and my siblings into who we are today and um, kind of taught me just like that work ethic of keep my head down, staying humble and continuing to work.
3: Fred, what was a cultural experience that you had growing up that stays with you now?
2: Uh, let's see. Wow. Um,
1: so many, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't, I don't know uh. Which was produced, you know. I think, uh, honestly, the in the in the Latino and Mexican heritage background. I mean, family is such a huge, yeah, such sure, a huge deal, right? And my family was very big on on family, the importance of family, family being number one, and that's that's exactly how I've carried over into my my new family now. Obviously, growing my me and my wife. Uh, you know starting our own family at some point in the future but i mean family is so important to us um and how we want to you know build that foundation of our family as well as obviously incorporating it all all the families all together so
1: i know i often call you little bro but i feel like i should call you primo right did did you grow up <laughs> with about 5000 primos um yeah, like sure. i did okay. or was it
2: mostly was you and your siblings from all over the place all yeah. over you know it, it doesn't matter where they're at <laughs>
3: Fred, when people see your name, they say Fred Warner. They look at my name and Mm -hmm. we joked around about it. Will Selva. Oh, that's not Latino, but Mm. Spanish was my first name. So when people look at your name and Fred Warner and they say, whoa, wait a second. You're Latino? Uh, What uh, are people's reactions (laughs) when you tell them, yes, indeed, I am?
2: Yeah, you know, I gotta tell them, you know, that that my first name is Federico. So I mean, if you really want to get into it, like that's, that's pretty much as Latino you know, as mm-hmm. you get right there. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, there's obviously some uh, some mixed reactions when I do to let people know, but uh, it's, it is such a big part of me, and uh, I'm proud of you know the 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 mix of of different cultures within yeah. me. Yeah, um, you know, so it's great.
1: Preach, Fred, We talk about like the intersectionality and the spectrum of Latinidad here and how it doesn't always look like what mainstream has wanted to portray as what Latinos should look like and right. what they do look like. And so now I think people are finally starting to see a little bit more and understanding that the Latino spectrum is so wide and so vast. And we look all sorts of different ways. And yes, you can be black and Latino and they can coexist at the same time. And in Absolutely. many, many of our countries, it does. Speaking of countries, mm-hmm. I have this vivid image in my mind from last year's international game in la Ciudad de México in Estadio Azteca of you running down the ramp onto the field, yes. proudly mm. holding the Mexican flag. I got chills in that moment. Take so us cool. take us there from your side just getting ready holding that flag to run onto the field to hear the Niners fans in that stadium.
2: Yeah, I mean, that entire experience was so special and I didn't know it was truly going to be a moment that was going to stay with me forever. Um, You know, even in that moment of me holding the Mexican flag and running out onto the field with it, uh, you know, did I understand the gravity of the situation in that moment? I don't think so. You know, I think Mm -hmm. it actually happened afterward when I kind of saw the fan reaction, the, um, you know, people talking about it either on social media or just around, and how big of an impact it, it, it had, and so uh, it's something that will stick with me forever. It was so cool being out there uh, in Mexico. The fans were insane. I was supposed to be an Arizona Cardinal uh, home game, unfortunately for them, that was far from <laughs> the, far yeah. from the fact. Right, yeah. uh, it was very much still a home game for us, and uh, it was it was amazing.
3: Now, we had your lovely wife, Sydney, on this podcast. She is smart. She's driven. Mm-hmm. She's talented. Then there's you. The same thing. Really, you guys make us sick. You guys are so great. We No, we love that now you guys are kind of having this show, your, your own life. The Warner House. The, yeah, the Warner House now. Um How has that been like? Mm -hmm. Because we asked her, what's Fred cool revealing and not cool revealing? Because sometimes, listen, as football players, you don't want to reveal too much. Maybe sometimes you're like, I don't want to touch upon that. So what do you decide is cool (laughs) to talk about and not cool to talk about?
2: Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, she is my better half. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very <laughs> blessed to have her in my life, and uh, we we go through um, kind of what we want to what we want to touch on before we go into a, a show or a podcast, or whatever you want to call it. But um, you know, I try to be as open and as transparent as I can. You know, for the people watching or listening, and uh, even talking more so about stuff off the field than on the field. You know, like yeah, I get my my input and my Um, you know, my little uh, analysis of different plays that may have happened the week before, but I also want to talk about things off the field that may interest Sydney or uh, other people that, that listen to the podcast. So it's kind of just trying to get you uh, you know, a different lens, a different view of how our lives are um, off the field.
1: Okay, so let's get into the game day fits real quick because you go from a three-piece suit to athleisure to streetwear. What, like, yep. how do you pick depending on the game? Is it a prime time decision?
2: You know, I try to take care of the decision er- as early as I can because you oh, hate God. having to do something last minute, you know, trying to kind of mm-hmm. trying to conjure up an outfit last minute. Um, you know, I've kind of turned my, um, my regimen to like, now if I'm on a, on a way trip, I wear a suit. Ooh, if okay. I'm at home, I try to do something a little bit more casual or something <laughs> that I'm a yeah. little bit more comfortable in at home. So, you oh, know, that's kind of like what i back going back cause if I wore a suit every game, it's like, that's a lot of suits. Like, you know, it adds up kind of quick. So, uh, you know, I try to mix it up a little bit here and there.
1: Spooks soup sponsorship coming soon. Yeah, Bye. there we go.
2: Always looking <laughs> really great,
3: though, Fred. Um, so, we also on the podcast, we had your guy, George Kittle, on, and George was actually speaking a few words in Spanish, eager to talk, and it was in anticipation of the game in Mexico City. We asked Sydney about your desire to speak Spanish and that maybe someday you would maybe do an interview in Spanish if you could. Is that mm-hmm. something that interests
1: you now? We're not gonna ask you right now. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, on the spot. <laughs> no, it one thousand percent is something that I want to do. <clears throat> and it, obviously, I got to get better. Like I, I can, you know, kind of pull pull together a few words to string sure. along sentences. But uh, I for sure got to get get down in uh, in my Duolingo or my Rosetta Stone, try to you know yeah. get my get my my Spanish up a little bit.
1: You got two tutors you can practice with right here yep. for free 99, Fred. We got you. Yeah. <laughs> we got you. Before we let you go, we got to ask you about your quarterback, Brock Purdy. How proud are you of what he's doing? Although I know that from the locker <clears throat> room standpoint, no one is surprised.
2: Yeah, super, super proud of him. And I know he, this is just a start for him that people forget like how young and uh, how young he is in his career. You know, he's just getting started. and He got thrust into the, into a big time position last year as a, as a mystery relevant, you know, last pick of the draft rookie. And I mean, you talk about just the the poise and having, having the right mindset, you know, having his head on straight, not worrying about the wrong things and uh, just focusing on the here and now and the things that he needs he, that he can control. Uh, I mean, he's as dialed in as I've ever seen a young player um, be. And that's exactly what you want at that position. So, uh, you know, he's grown into, into do a quiet leader for the team. That's why he was named a captain. You know, guys really respect him in the way that he works. And uh, we're going to need him to continue to play really well.
1: Love that
3: for You're you a captain as well. And you have shown that leadership over the years. But when you were a rookie, you had to prove yourself. What was your welcome to the NFL moment when you were a rookie?
2: Ooh. Man, uh, I mean, I had a bunch. I probably had a bunch of them. You know, that rookie year—it seems like it flies by. But I mean, when you're in it, it's like so long because you're just <laughs> swimming from—you're swimming from like the Senior Bowl and then to the draft and uh, thirty visits, all these different things, and then right into a season. Uh, I think my welcome to the NFL moment was being on the road, my first ever start, uh, game one of the season against Minnesota. And we actually play Minnesota again on the road this season for the first time ever since I played in that stadium Ooh. back in 2018. Ooh. And so that'll be fun uh, playing there again. But I think being there, hearing the, the horn uh, in the Minnesota Vikings Stadium, it was, it was a surreal moment, something I'll always remember. Um, and that was probably my welcome to NFL moment.
1: Oh, I love yeah, that. I love that. And so I good. love that it's coming full cent- full circle this year. Fred, mm-hmm. to, to watch your arc, not only as a player, but as a man off the field, has been an absolute joy for us. We can't wait to see what's next. We know we're just getting started. Thank you so much for coming on and being part of the El Huddle familia.
3: Ah, thank you so much, Fred. Federico! Warner! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Thanks, Fred. We appreciate you.
2: Thanks, Fred. You're the best. You got it, guys. Thank you. We're not playing! Yeah. We not playing this ain't a game, bro. You stepping in, you stepping in this green, you gotta get hit. Every single play from the first to the last. Hey, stay inside if you're scared. No matter what, they gotta feel us. Our effort, our physicality, every snap, every play. We the best in the world. Let's go show them out tonight. Vamos, Nine.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. <muchos> que ya por cierto ese Cameroon todavía tiene un
2: touchdown este año. Suelta Prescott y interceptado.
0: Casey White está redondeando una jornada extraordinaria robando este balón.
1: Woo! Have a day,
0: Carter.
3: Yeah, the Cardinals with wow. the upset there and the Cowboys having issues in the red zone. Mm. And Dak spoke to reporters about the loss. And he had basically said that we, the media, it's our
1: fault.
3: We, yeah, that we were happy about this. Check this out.
2: Y'all put us on top of the world. Um, we know we knew who we are. Um, and, and in that same sense, I'm sure the media got, got what they wanted. Uh, for us, it um, hadn't been but one, one undefeated team in this league. Um, ever. Ever. So... Uh, yeah, it, it sucks. It's humbling. Um, but to say it's a wake-up call, we, we knew we had a lot of adversity. Um, and we just, just didn't get it done. And I think it just goes back to, to myself, the offense, and, and the red zone. So, I mean, we get better at there. We win this game. But uh, we've, we've got to fix that area, period.
1: I mean, there was a and 1972 Miami Dolphins. But, <laughs> um, Dakota. And you know, I'm, a, I'm a, actually a Dak season, though. fan. Yeah. You know this. I yeah. support Dak big pound the table for him when he was trying to get that con all of it even to this day but come on mm-hmm. really we did this no. i think what he's speaking to is the expectations uh, sure
3: or, or the talking heads that like to debate Sure.
1: however like it, it, i gotta hear the question because that just seems like we're what are we doing here yeah. like you can't blame the media for the loss
3: no no not at all and uh, listen the the cowboys had been outscoring opponents 70-10 to 10 in those first two weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the Cardinals just took it to him. Yeah. And also the play calling from Mike McCarthy he said he had regrets about right. not being more aggressive on first and second down. Mm-hmm. So I do think there's going to be brighter days ahead for the Cowboys. Sure. The Trayvon Diggs loss, I think that's a big one for them. But honestly, Dak, that, yeah, I don't think there's anybody in media who is actually rooting for the Cowboys to lose. No, that's not what's happening there. I'll tell you, though, where there's a little bit more concern Mm. is in Las Vegas, Mm. where the Raiders, we saw they lost to the Steelers. And this is what Devontae Adams had to say after the game, not just about the loss, but in general, what he perceived as the culture with the Raiders.
0: I don't want to act like it's all crazy. It's, you know, it's week three, but I don't got time to wait around. You know? and it's not a personal thing. I mean, it is a personal thing, but it ain't just about me. But, I mean, it's not my mentality to sit here and try to take all season to figure it out. You use these early games like this to establish our identity. And we are, we're not doing things the right way to, to establish a winning culture um, early in the season. So we got to do something to, to turn that around. Doing something about it so that when we go out there the next time, it looks different. It's not supposed to just be a week of just talking about shit. you got to go out there and do it you know that's that's the that's the theme of this year is doing it not just talking about it and figuring out what we need to do we did all that last year this year we gotta be about it
3: that's not good
1: i mean look that's he's not wrong not
3: good he's
1: not wrong i hear him I, and a lot you have to remember mucho cambiado.
3: Claro, pero from la cultura... when he first got
1: there <laughs> A lot has changed drastically. Yes. Um, well, Derek, Tan, Derek Carr, wow. gone.
3: We saw Josh Jacobs. He was unhappy. Chandler Jones is dealing yeah. with personal issues. Yeah. And now your star player. And Jimmy G was looking for him early and often. Oh, yeah. So he was getting fed the ball. But for him to talk about the culture already. Yeah.
1: There's a big disconnect. In there you
3: is know. a massive disconnect. Yeah. There is some concern there. Sure for for the Raiders now what they do moving on yeah and and what this says about you know Josh McDaniels and and how he's viewed in that locker room
1: right and look, Tay has never been a guy to min- to mince his words no. or to. Uh-uh. He keeps it a buck all the time, and he's frustrated, mm-hmm. and you can tell And I think rightfully so. I think especially when you think about those last minutes of the game and how the game even ended. It, it's it's a lot to take in. Um, I know that a lot of guys and even our own analysts here at the NFL Network would say you keep family business in Absolutely. house. Absolutely, that's don't- right. I I think that less and less players are buying into that Mm -hmm. and they're saying, no, if you're asking me a question, I'm going to answer you and I'm going to stop giving you the cookie cutter answers. Mm -hmm. And this is how I really feel about it. And I feel that sometimes that actually reverse engineers the issue, right? Like it hits different when somebody within the organization hears you talking about it and you're not shy about it and you're just going to call a spade a spade. Not everybody follows that path, but you know what? You got to live your truth. Um, Mm -hmm. but something has to change. And to Tay's point, it can't be just the same thing every week. There should be a difference. There should be an improvement if you want to keep winning.
3: Absolutely. And and the way that you keep winning is you have guys who we characterize, who we call perro macho. (laughs) Perro macho! (laughs) And for me, a perro macho (laughs) has to be tj watt who is an absolute wrecker on defense doesn't matter if there's double teams two sacks got to jimmy and i feel like we just take him for granted his brother jj said that he's the best defensive player in the league i think micah parsons might have a say in this so he's a perro macho another perro macho for me is miles garrett now Miles Garrett is is an absolute force as I am hearing the the dog barking in my ear I I I look at uh, Miles Garrett and and what he does to opposing offenses where the Tennessee Titans actually had their tight ends shadowing him rather than oh the God, other way out. around. Yeah. So like when Ralph. when you have a player like that who's part of right now what looks like a top five defense, and they have only given up one offensive touchdown, yeah, those are perro machos right there with mm-hmm. right within that division with Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt.
1: I agree. Um, I don't think it's any surprise what might Blattano power is this week.
3: Let's do platano Power. Come on.
1: platano Power. There's no other there's no other option here. Yeah. The I entire Miami Dolphins. I know
2: you can go. <laughs>
1: yes, All of, of course, claro. But if I have to pick one, it was um Devon Han, 233 total yards, four total touchdowns. Have a freaking day. Not only him, Raheem Rookie. It's hard to pick. Everybody went off mm-hmm.
3: everybody was eating
1: everybody had mango, tostones Todo. maduros
3: Damelos. you name
1: it they had quadruple helpings of platanos that day they were ready to go oh
3: coming ooh, at you and no
1: if you're <laughs> asking yourself dear listener i will never be over this
3: no no hey, let listen. me have
1: this i'm holding on to dear life because it's a week by week basis here in the nfl but man if, if you're a dolphins fans like me have even mofongo you know, we don't talk about mofongo enough. And if you haven't had mofongo, mofongo run, power, maybe? run, don't walk, go get yourself so, <laughs> right, right now. Um, yeah. You know, as we wrap up today, Will, friend of the show, family member of the show, quite literally, Papi.
3: Yeah. Dad, How's we talked he doing? about how
1: he's doing great. He yeah? just celebrated, ironically, his 70th birthday. Young man. And, um. some of my aunt and uncle, because he has a lot of siblings. Yeah. A few of them celebrated with him watching the Dolphins game. Got him a Dolphins cupcake, cupcake cake. Ooh! On the day the Dolphins put up seventy points,
3: and we know he's a Buffalo Bills. fan.
1: Only for him to be a Bills fan. Still.
3: Yeah. Was um, pues feliz cumpleaños. I think senor? they did
1: troll him a little bit with that, yeah. which I appreciate. But are you guys going to be
3: talking to each other? This oh, we week? have
1: been. He was texting me the whole game.
3: Uh, the oh, whole game. But 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 game. now though, the this is, is for does, real. He
1: does root for them. But next week we have to be friends off.
3: Right, right.
1: Friends off for the. Uh, I mean, twice a year. Weird. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I yeah. But happy birthday, Dad. Wow. A little belated. For yeah. Sure, but like wish. what a day. But I told him I was like, this is a this is a message. <laughs> All right.
3: Take Feliz cumpleaños, yes. doctor. Uh, <laughs> My punto is also a friend of the show now. Uh, Fred Warner, Federico oh, yes. Warner was so great to have Love on, him. and you see how he has really embraced what we call la latinidad, mm-hmm. right? Latina. And he's he's very much so proud of his upbringing, yeah. of his mom. Of his grandmother and how they were such forces in his life. Yeah. And those have have driven him to the highest of highs in the NFL. For sure. And you know we say las mujeres latinas son fuertes. No? Yes,
1: always. And you could tell that that was his backbone for sure. Absolutely. Loved having Fred. Mm-hmm. Love chopping it up. Ooh. Always. Man the. The season just keeps on rolling. If this is what we've had through three weeks, my God, I can't let's wait go. to see what's next. We will be back with you next week con un nuevo fresco del paquete, capítulo de El yes. Please um, subscribe, rate, review, and share. Follow us along on our social media handles as well. All right, Primo. Okay, let's do it again next week. Night.
3: Let's do it. Adios.